Are you ready to party? Let's go. Rachel Ashley, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Took long enough, shit. <laughs> I mean, you're back in December, like, when are we going to have you on? And then it's like... I know. That's I'm sorry. Long. We yes, it's been. Uh, it's all good. It's yes, all good. we finally have you on. We are excited to have you here, and we want to welcome back our co-host, Jordan Jimmyola. Hey. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome. He was gone for six weeks, um, studying hard, working hard, and he succeeded. He has his promotion. Congratulations! We are proud of you. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations! Well done, oh, thank you. I'm I'm stoked to be back. Yeah, that was probably a nightmare. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a lot of work, but uh, it worked out, and uh, super grateful, and uh, uh, grateful for the supporting people in my life to get me through this, and uh, thank all of you, and yeah, so I'm pumped, and I'm super nervous. Like, I was driving, I was driving in, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like when you kind of get in the rhythm of yeah. this, it's it makes it way easier, but. Um, I'm thinking like, oh my god, what am I gonna talk about? Nah, so, you're you know. fine. <laughs> anyway, I'll just say this. I almost called you Ashley, Rachel. Um, <laughs> I always tell Sam and Drama, look, all you guys gotta do is just show up. Just show just up. Just show up, dude. That's, we'll go, that's all you gotta do. Just talk in that mic. It's that's gonna be it. fine. You're gonna do good. Welcome back. We're happy for you, dude. Seriously, you. Uh, we love you. I know we know that uh, that's hard. It's not easy. It's, it's stressful, but dude, it's awesome. And yeah. uh, Sam, we gotta give a shout out to Sam for filling in, dude. Doing yes. so much. <laughs> <laughs> He was doing cameras, hosting, hosting, then the camera. No, you did a great job, dude. Seriously. Dude, I was nervous. I was super nervous too, man, like doing what you're doing. And I, I see the momentum. When you pick up the momentum, it becomes so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. But I would, yeah, tip my hat to you, dude. You've been, you're crushing it. And doing the camera and that is, it gets tricky. Yeah. So, so people, people know um, <laughs> we are very bare bones how we do this. Um, well, you're over there just sipping your coffee. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, I do. Okay, let's be real. I do a lot of behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of behind the scenes. But the cameras are operated off an iPad, oh. so it's cut in real time. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and Sam usually he's back there, and he'll chime in. And he takes notes, and he does the cameras. But when Sam can't make it, then I have to do it, or or Jordan, or when Jordan was gone, Sam would host and do the cameras. So you're trying to talk to somebody and mm. have an engaging conversation but also make sure your camera's on point. Gotcha. It's okay. really hard. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's really hard. It's so, easier just to show up. Yes, it just yes, it just <laughs> once we have everybody here with the team back, we're good to go. So awesome. so everybody knows, uh there's a lot that goes behind this. Okay. So I hope you're listening. Leave a comment, like it's on uh, all major podcast platforms. Thank you. Anyways, Rachel, back to you. How was your drive getting here? Drive was good, not too bad. Like once you leave and you leave after a certain time, you m might have some issues. But this is home for me, so it's it's good to come back and just kind of you're like, oh, I'm going back home. So. You say this is home for you? Yeah, this you is home. Over here? I grew up in Lakewood. I yeah, born. Yo, and I grew up in Lakewood too. Let's born go, go raised. get over here. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Remember, um, you know, air, people call it Airplane Park. It's Del Airplane Val Park. Park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I grew up across the street, right next to that Lutheran church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's changed a lot, a little bit. People kind of migrating over from like that way of the ninety one. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's changing a little bit. My parents still live there though, same house. So does my mom. My yeah. mom's still, you know, right by the Lakewood Mall. Um, gosh, I was even actually like a pageant queen out here. No, you weren't. Ago. Wait a minute, <laughs> gentlemen, yeah. we got a pageant queen here. <laughs> what? 
I mean, my husband would be like, you really have to bring that up. But I mean, uh, yep. that's kind of, that's still relevant sure for me. Do. If I come back home, I'll tell people. Hey, what like, did I say? Once so. a Marine, always a Marine. You know, once a pageant. Yeah, pageant so. Is a pageant queen? Pageant winner? Pageant, uh, pageant queen. Yeah. Pageant queen. Always a pageant queen, right? Yeah. That's Miss awesome. Lakewood. What's your nationality, by the way? Filipino. Okay, full Filipino? Full Filipino. But people ask me all the time, like, are you mixed with something? No, just... Right on. I think it's it's the water out here in Lakewood is good. The water? <laughs> <laughs> and what's your husband's ethnicity? Oh, he's white. Oh, so you got beautiful mixed children. I, oh, I do. Mixed babies yeah. are the best. I am the result of a yes. mixed family. Yes. It's beautiful. Hey. You said we got you the good have. skin, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like to call uh, my kids Willipinos. Or when they were when they were babies, we would call Sam, them. Sam, what do you mix with? African. <laughs> you beautiful human being. No, that's awesome. Okay, so how did we meet? So you and I met at Heart of Freedom because you were there with Mark, I believe. Yeah, Mark was helping me film. And I got that whole group of guys to come out to that. So So you were their contact to come out to the Heart of Freedom? I was their contact to bring them all out there. So Josh, Johnny, you, Mark... Yeah. Oh, that was a really good event too. It was a great and event. It turned out to be a great event. And you're also, I know you're very involved um, down in San Diego, um, but you're definitely a big advocate advocate on parental rights, right? Disease for the children. Um, everything from parental rights to medical freedom, just everything standing up for what's right, even when people think you're wrong. So. I pretty much don't the, give two shits about anything else other Very than good. doing what's right. So. And we should have more parents that are like that. Yeah. Now, do you, would you say there's a movement down there, at least with that? Yeah, there's definitely like- a movement. I think, I don't want to say it's slowed down. It's just, there's just been that momentum, you know, probably at the end of last year when it's, you know, everyone's getting fired, terminated, all these parents don't know what's going on with schools. Um I mean, SB 866 is still a little rocky thing right now, but it's like once things kind of start going away a little bit, you start seeing parents like, oh, it's cool. Like, I'll just hang tight back at home while my kids go to school and you have no idea what's going on. So I think it shifts a lot, but the movement is still definitely strong in presence there. For people that maybe aren't aware of what, you said SB 866, Mm -hmm. could you explain a little bit? Hold on real quick, hold on. How'd that feel, saying your first word on on the... Mike, uh, dude, I, are you good? I, yeah, it was. Like, <laughs> I was trying to chime in because it, we were talking about nationality. I was like, my wife's Filipino, also, and it was like we have two kids, and like I think they're super cute. See? So I was like, I was, I, was I was just gonna wait for him to. Now like, you just need him. First of all, you just need to meet a Filipino girl. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, you I, really you guys are were, married you guys to were, a Filipino person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, How long have you guys been married for? Uh, five, almost five years. Okay. So um, before we go on eight SB six six, that that's the thing is if you get, and I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I mean, toot it. Filipino women basically love to take care of their families. Let's go, man. Take care of their Let's families. Go. Take care of their husbands. Take care of their kids, and that that is like the life mission. I, like, I honestly feel like that's kind of a lost art. I should say a lost art, but I feel like yeah. that is being lost a little bit. Now it's okay, you know. People, Eighteen years I've been married, so you seem I so mean, happy. <laughs> You, you're 18 being, long years. <laughs> years. 18 years. It is not easy, but. Uh, anyway. li- life isn't no. easy. Yeah. Any, no. any relationship marriage is work, but I mean, it, it, I mean, it's worth it. it you know, it absolutely, I think it's always worth fighting for. So, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, back on SB866, in a nutshell, that's like, well, they've now amended it to be 15. 
but it's uh, the proposal was from you know Senator Scott Weiner. The name itself says a lot, uh, but tw- <laughs> twelve kids, twelve and older, would be able to seek you know medical treatment, um, the you know vaccines, whatever it is, without parental consent or knowledge. So that's an alarming thing, and uh, they're still trying to. And the fight age that. is twelve. It, it was 12, but it was just amended uh, because he didn't have the, the backup for the vote. So they amended it to be 15. So that could still actually go for the vote like any time now. Um, probably, so you know, next so week. this is kids at 12 can get the vaccine on their own decision. Vaccine or any like medical, you know, you want to go get birth control, you need to get treatment. If you go to, let's say, school and they have, you know, vaccine clinics. How in the hell is that okay? How is a 12-year-old going to make a decision for themselves to take some medication. Well, they, they talk right? a lot about, you know, kids not, you know, being able to be, you know, comfortable enough to talk about it with their parents or whatever the case I may be. I was picking so my nose and playing video games yeah. and running after girls at 12 years old. I had no idea what I want to do in my life. And you want me to make a medical decision for myself? Right. Yeah. There's so many wrongs and scary things. And that's crazy that. because that uh, I'm sure that it, it sounds like it's a pretty blanketed scope, mm-hmm. right? or I'm sorry, like vast, right? where it's, I know the, the talk is probably pushed a little bit more towards vaccine, but it probably has, I mean, a lot to do with uh, like the gender-based stuff Oh, as well. everything. So now, because I know that that was something talked about a while ago, yeah. which is like, you know, basically being able to sidestep a parent's influence or... I don't want to say control, but I mean, look, if you're talking about a 12-year-old, you're, you're still in control as a family member, I would imagine. But being able to dictate, right? Like, they can just go to a teacher instead of their parent. Absolutely. And then yeah. the teacher can help them get in contact with a doctor. And I mean, not not even just the vaccination stuff, but like, you know, potentially on hormone therapy and stuff. All they of can it. jack, you know, yeah. I don't want to say jack them up, but there is potential for that, you know? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much you read into that, but yeah. I... I find it fascinating that like that people are okay with children making decisions that can impact them lifetime wise, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, and then this this proposal, the SP uh, two eight, eight, eight oh. sorry eight six six. Thank you. Yeah. I forgot it. Um, that has not been voted through yet, correct? Uh, not yet. So the amendment just went through just like couple days like not even 48 hours ago and then that could still like all the bills that are on the table right now like once june's done everything's done for that season okay so whether it passes or not that's the problem is like 871 with um you know mandating vaccines it's parents always think that just because something either it's dead and it's been withdrawn that it's done with but legislative season always comes back the following year so it's like you're never safe because there's always going to be another um, you know, senator or assemblyman, someone that's going to write, co-author, and you get, you know, it just goes down that line of like you get drugged through that rabbit hole all over again. So, yeah, um, yeah it's pretty interesting. Yeah. the po- I was just talking to somebody about this the other day, and uh, it was, we were talking in correlation of, um, actually, Sam, I was telling you to listen to that, the, I don't know if you guys heard Dan Carlin's Hardcore History a shameless plug right there. <laughs> he doesn't need our help. He's doing great. Uh, but anyway, it was it was it had to do with World War One, and like I'm like super into history and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. And we're talking about how like if that were to occur today, like would we have the same impact worldwide? Or or look at it from just our country's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like if we had that kind of issue on a global front, if we had to have people. 
Like we need people to volunteer to fight. Like it's not to protect our country. What would what would that impact look like? Where are we at as a society this time now? You know, would we get the fifty percent compliant? Let's say let's say thirty percent compliant rate of like, you know, I don't know want to say fighting age men and women. There's no way they would actually volunteer their time and put their life on the line to no. save the country. There's, there's, no, there's way, no way, right? I, 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 no. I don't think so. They need safe, safe places, you know, right pronouns. Right. <laughs> I mean, come yeah. on, dude. You, you, yeah. you, I, I, there's no, no way. I know, it's a, I know it's kind of a silly question because I feel like that's like probably immediately most people would think, no, there's no way. People wouldn't comply with it. And, the, the, the just, you know, and just war in general, you know, how it can be disgusting and terrible and just the worst stuff ever. But the principle of why you're fighting, and I'm not saying that World War One had justifiable cause but you know what i mean if that were to be something to protect the country would we have the involvement that we would need to be successful and i me personally i feel underwhelmingly no you know i don't think we're there as a society but then also the other part of me thinks it's like well just because we see all this stuff on tv and that the promotion these bills all this stuff you know and not that that one is particularly what i'm talking about right now but that i still feel like Everything that we watch on TV is hyper glorified. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So when we when we sit there and, and we watch something, we're like, hey. And and when I say this, I'm not knocking any specific. Uh, I don't want to say community, but when we're talking about like like a lot of things right now is like transsexual community, right? And you know, with the thing with like Christina Aguilera just went out there. It was like an all age kids show walking around. You know, having some. Did she have a big old donger on her or something? She did. Yes. It was a big green one. Yeah, <laughs> that was real. And, yeah, and yeah. she was like playing with it on stage in front of what potentially could have had a lot of children at. What is right. going so, on? So again, not saying I don't have a rough count of how many kids were there. Well, I, I, I'm not saying that, but just if you're going to promote like an all ages show, and then that's what's acceptable. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, where I was going with this, <laughs> this was it's just it's a uh, it's unfortunate because I think when we turn on television. When you see all that stuff, I feel like the the common misnomer is that oh everyone must feel that way, and I don't think that like part of me thinks like that's not true, you know because when we sit down and we talk and we meet a lot of people you know and it's like not that we have the same belief system or structure but like you know basic stuff when you're like yeah that's just you know like I may feel this way but I don't agree that that was right you know mm-hmm. and so that's that's my like little bit of hope in the back of my head that is if anything ever like you know let's say the proverbial shit hits the fan you know, society wise, that there yeah. would be enough people to step up, you know, even though I feel like initially it's maybe not, I don't know. I'm sorry. I went on a tangent here. <laughs> oh, that was great. I, was wow. just, we're just, I think a lot of it's self-preservation though. I mean, a lot of people, you know, we, no, I don't want this to happen. No, I don't want that to happen. But then when it all comes down to what everyone's concerned about, like I'm preserving mine and my own and point. like, I want to be within the walls of my house. And as long as my kids are like they don't have to have a mandated vaccine. Like I'll still send them to school. I don't. They don't know what's being taught. But like you know, transgenderism and the and everything being so normalized. It's like well, as long as they don't get a vaccine, they can still go to school because it's free daycare. But like these days, I mean, I, I grew up an '80s kid where like you had Otter Pops and like the streetlights come on, you come home, it's like nothing to worry about. Now, everyone's you go to kindergarten and your kids are learning about sex in kindergarten. Like well, I saw a video. It's very, very different yeah. nowadays. Yes. You know what I mean? And especially, I think here in California, I always talk about like the pace. I mean, we're so like an hour ago was an hour ago, but that was like that was so long ago. 
You go somewhere else, an hour ago was literally an hour ago, but I think in California, everyone's so fast paced. It's like, you got to keep up with everything. If you're not keeping up, you're late. So we're so used to like, you got to know, you got to know and know everything that's going on. And it's, um, I don't think parents are prepared for, for that type of stuff. I, I I think you're, I mean, I absolutely agree. And I had a little insight on this. This was, um, this is probably like four years ago. So I know it's like, and that's not that long ago, but like just to take a little time swath of like what, you know, four years ago looked like versus now, Mm -hmm. a lot of things are like, you know, kind of coming, not, I don't want to say coming to fruition, but they're, you know, uh, a lot of popular topics that maybe weren't uh, at the four year ago mark, right? I had a a gentleman that I work with. uh, He was talking to me about how he went to a PTA meeting and he's like, I never go to those things. Like that's my wife's wheelhouse, you know, but she asked me to come and I'll get to the point of it, but he said, he goes, dude, our, our second grader, right, brought home a, a, like a, a letter stating that they are going to be doing a sexual education course for oh second boy. grade. What? And in that, in that course, now this is a public school curriculum, right? So this is, you know, this is from the top down, gets approved, 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 and then it has to come to, you know, every, all these, sec- like the, when that comes to you, that's not like someone just wrote it up and was like, here, right. let's see if the parents are yeah. cool with it. Like that's, that has it's already through, like from the top down, there's been a lot of out. proofreading through this. Yeah. But in that curriculum, you know, it talked about like, basically it was like gender studies and, you know, sexual intercourse with a second grader. So, which I, I thought was good to see is a lot of parents were like, hey, this is crazy. You know, um, they're a little young for that to be even be put on the docket. Because again, like Tim, yeah. like you were saying, I mean, in second grade, I don't know what the age group that is, what, like seven, eight, seven. somewhere in there. Yeah. That shouldn't be on the list. And I'm not no. like, and I, when I say shouldn't, I don't like using those terms because it's like, it's really easy to be like, who the hell is this guy? Why is he saying that? What's yeah. good or wrong or good or bad? Right. I just think it's a general like stance that like, Hey, we, you know, they should be learning like arithmetic and things like that. Geography, you know, not, uh, what anal sex is or things like that. Right. So, um, you had a big group of parents that basically were like, Hey, we don't approve of this. And when is the curriculum going to be? Because my child will not be there for that. The school's response was, we're not going to tell you. Because if anyone understands how the attendance thing works, which I always thought like going to school, like Mm -hmm. why do they take attendance? The stupidest shit ever, right? Well, it's because that's how they get paid. Right, so if you had at large bulks of or bulk of timing where people don't go, the school loses money, right? So that's what their defense yeah. was: is that hey, we're not going to tell you, and that like that's the best we got. You know what I mean? It's like they uh, want their money. I think they're making a huge mistake by going after kids. Yeah, I think they're going to wake a sleeping giant if they continue to go down this path that hard. That's all by design, though, too. Like the normalcy of, of kindergartners or second graders, that's kind of like if you make it more normal, the younger and the younger, then like there, to me, I feel like there's this cutoff and you have this cutoff of these kids that are getting older. And some of them are starting, you know, they're they're bright enough to see like what's going on and question it. Mm-hmm. If you get to them while they're younger and make sex normal and, uh, you know, you want to you're a boy, but you want to be a girl, you're a girl, you want to be a boy. You make all of that normal at the youngest age possible where you're sending them to school then by the time they're up there it's like they're using the pronouns and they're using all of those things and it's like I think I am this and then that's just encouragement but 
the problem is too is then when people speak up about it, well then you're a bigot or you're this yeah. and you're that. And there's all these finger pointers that that you're not um, sensitive to these children. And it's like, no, it's not that I'm sensitive. It's just when you see something that's wrong, wrong is wrong. That's why you see all these mentally yeah struggling kids that have problems because the school system didn't say hey let's i let's sit down and talk about this or can we talk about your parents it's like okay we don't want to touch that because we don't want to get sued or we don't want everyone's so damn concerned about affecting somebody's feelings and addressing it head on and that's where like why we are where we're at right now okay so they want to they want to talk about look uh, sex is a good thing that's why we have it for it's for pleasure but to procreate to have families in the right context, in the right time. I don't care who you love or what you decide to do with your body, but introducing it to our children at such a young age, in my opinion, is wrong. Let the children be children. Let them be innocent and have that fun because they'll never have that time in their life. Again, when they're adults, when they turn you know, 17, 18 years old, whatever, it may, whatever state they're in, let them start making the decision for themselves. But as far as being a child, I think that's completely wrong. And they don't even talk about the suicide rate of youth who are transgender and how high it is, okay? 82%. According to National Library of Medicine, uh, they, ended, they said they took data indicated 82% of transgender individuals that are youth have thought of killing themselves and have mental health issues, and 45% have attempted. Are it's they gonna going talk to get about higher. That? It's have going they to get ever higher. talked about that? Well, it, it, that conversation gets brought up, but it doesn't get elaborated on. No. You know what I mean? So, like, like that stat that you read, like, that's a big number. It's a huge number, right? And, but that's not for some reason when it comes to this topic, it isn't enough to generate like the oh, well, maybe we shouldn't be so forward with a lot of this stuff. And like again, like I'm, I'm all about your personal freedom. Like honestly, like if you wanna, mm-hmm. you wanna tuck your sack back and put some rouge on, <laughs> and, and say and say whatever you are. Do, I I love it. Do your thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I, but I'm not gonna influence you in any certain way. I'm not gonna tell right. you that you're wrong. Right. Now you're gonna give as, as an adult. Right. Right. But right. when it comes to children, you know, it's it's so funny when the whole grooming thing, like uh, that using that term of grooming, like I always felt like. Like, oh, that's like something someone older would say. Like, oh, they're doing this to the kids, right? You know? But it's, but it, as I get older and see this and start, you know, getting a little bit better of an understanding of how things operate, it really is, in my opinion, it really is true. And it's, it's not, it's the normalization. You, you said it earlier. And I think that that's, that really nails it on the head because if you expose people in, any, in anything, anything, you know, in this case, we're talking, like, we're talking about sexual stuff. But it just makes it a little bit easier for them to see as they, you know what I mean? It's like, look, if you're, if, you're a, if you're a 13-year-old girl or boy, right, or whatever you think you are, when you see Christina Aguilera go up on stage and starts fondling, you know, a sex toy... In, in a public forum, and it's like, you know, well, she's well-received. She's been in the, the industry for a long time. She has a ton of fans. And, and, and like, I'm not super, like, like celebrity gossip up to date, right? Yeah. But in, at least to me, it doesn't seem like she's ever really in the limelight for anything, like, negatively impacting. So to see that, it was kind of like, oh, man... Like, why would you do that? There's, a, you know? there's always, there's always something, and that's like when you see something like a celebrity or like not even you know normalization in schools, but just uh, TV, radio, 
you look, there's like a drag queen show that's coming out on like Discovery Plus. I forgot what it's called, but so you see it everywhere. Like everywhere you turn, it's normal. It's just like that's just how our society is. And that's a problem. Everyone's just like, well, that's just how our society well, is everyone, nowadays. You know, you know, a lot of these celebrities are trying to stay relevant. They want to be in the spotlight. They want to. So yeah. what's the hot thing happening right now? Right. I never thought that Christina Aguilar would do that. I mean, does she do crazy like se- sexy stuff back? Yeah, she did. Right. She's a pop star. But I remember seeing someone that I was like, really? <laughs> but like, yeah. I, don't, I don't care if you're like crazy that way, but I'm like, you of all people? Yeah. But her background, though, I mean, look, she was a Disney kid. Right. That was like, as soon as she was like a, a mid teenager, was like, you got, you know, the genie in the bottle. <laughs> look at me. Look, you There's still got it. <laughs> hey. But you know what I mean? Like, but like, enters into this like young person hypersexualized promotion, right? And like, I mean, like when I was like 16, 17, I was it. I was, you know. Oh, you, you know. Yeah, dude. Well, but, you guys remember, up, uh, you guys remember like the whole, like there's two instances. You got the Super Bowl, like the, you know, Janet Jackson exposed of the boob by Justin Timberlake. Oh, and was, then you wow, have the, wow. you have the Christina Aguilera, Madonna, Britney kiss on stage and everybody's just like losing their goddamn mind. Okay, but that, if that happened today, everyone's like, oh my God, did you see that? You know, everything. It was so artistic and so, beautiful. So back then, a lot of people were shocked. Like, I can't believe they're seeing, you know, they're showing that. I can't believe they did this. But I mean, if you took someone's uh, costume off of someone, uh, someone's boob during a Super Bowl show today, it would be like. Whatever. It would just be played over and over and be retweeted. And so everything is just normal. Well, what is it? They call it going woke, right? Yeah. You see all these actors, everyone wants to stay in the limelight and they want to be like, I'm woke and I'm supporting society doing all this stuff. And then you look back at their history, they've, they've never been that way. Yeah. Right? It's just like, I say this all the time. Uh, I always find Gay Pride Month interesting because it's not because of the people who are, but it's like the businesses and companies mm-hmm. that come to the forefront during Gay Pride to say, yeah, we support Everywhere. And then it disappear. And it goes It's only a month. It's gone. It yeah, it's only one month. Away. I'm so, like, where are you guys at the rest of the year? Yeah. You know, like, come on. Nope. I don't know. I, that's stuff really ir- irritates me to death. It's it really because does. if they don't, then they're they're like, oh, sorry. You mean are you against gay? So it's just right. they'd rather do it just to go, hey, let's just cover this so that way, like, we're good. Like okay. we're good. We don't get any like feedback either way. I think there was like a baseball player that when he was a free agent, uh, free agent, he was asking all these different teams like, "Do you support Pride Month?" Mm. And he only signed with the team that supported Pride Month. So it's it's just interesting. Yeah, was- like everybody has to make sure they cover their bases. Well, there was the Tampa Bay Rays, the baseball team. There was a handful of players on the team that said they wouldn't. They didn't. I don't want to mess this story up. It had it was along the lines that they weren't going to wear the patch for Pride Month, and the reason that they said that they weren't going to wear it was because it doesn't align with their religious views, and not that they and like the 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 front runner. I think he was a pitcher, popular player. Um, had this, you know, I'm sure publicists probably like helped him out because it was very well worded. But it was just talking about hey, like I said, like we support you. As an individual, we support the the pride group. We want you to be happy. We want you to come to the games. You know, I'll sign stuff. You know, very uh, out there as far as like showing that, like you know, that he's all in. But personally, he doesn't want to represent it because of his religious view. And that was a bunch of that. That was big controversy, right? And it's like, at what point, society wise, like, are we going to like? Why is it only one way? Right. Right. And it's like, if you're, you know, so it's like, like for it, that falls under the category of like with Kaepernick, right? With kneeling during the national anthem 
Well, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, that was his choice, whether you like it or not. And I'm not a fan that he did that. But it's like, look, at the end of the day, you're going to do what you're going to do as an individual. If that's how you feel, okay, well, I don't agree, but you know, you're going to do you. But then when it gets popularized, right? And then it starts, then you get like this whole group of like, oh, he's got every right to do this. He yeah. should do it. And then that gets forced into the rest of the sport or other sports or everything really for that matter. And it's just like, okay, well then like, why was that supported so much? But then when this guy chooses to do this, not so much, you know, it's like, we always, we have these like, kind of like these hypocritical moments in society where you it's have like, like that versus like Tebow and like he wants well, to pray or, you know, yeah. it's, it just depends on, on what's the, uh, I, I don't know. I, it's whatever's I popular at popular. the time and honesty and like, I want to bring something up real quick because when we were talking about celebrities, like you know, jumping in on like the the topics, it, it immediately so made me think stupid. of uh, it's so stupid. <laughs> you can see right through it. Well, he's yeah. like, come on, and like, and, I, and I'm going to use this example, and like, I I agree with some points of the example, but uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh gosh, right. So he so after the school shooting and the Uvalde, <laughs> so bummed on this. A hundred percent that everyone pro- is like, dude, you know, one, we need to do something. Right. So now that's where it splits after that part. Right. Because it's like, do you believe that like gun issues are a are really because of some mental health issues? Right. I think uh, Joe Rogan said it. It's like the gun problem is disguised as or I'm sorry, uh, mental health issues are disguised as gun violence issues. Right. Or do you think that we need to go hard in the paint and eliminate people to obtain weapons? Right. Now, I, I. I'm I'm a Second Amendment supporter, so I'm gonna lean more towards we need to take care of people mentally, uh, which will then make a safer environment for all of us. But uh, when Matthew McConaughey goes up there and goes hard in the paint on it, it's like, dude, I remember watching you in a movie execute somebody on their <laughs> knees, and you got paid millions of dollars to do this. So it's like what it's like it'd be like if uh, Keanu Reeves or like Liam Neeson, right? You know, like popular right. action yeah. actors that murder hundreds of people in a movie, but then is going up there and being like, "We got to take people's guns." Liam knows, and I'm not I mean, saying, why is he? Uh, why either, is he there? To Liam, Liam Neeson did do that, and he <laughs> oh. they, 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 he oh, got did backlash. He? Long, it was years ago. Oh, okay. I was I was under the impression that no, neither no. of those two examples I just gave had done anything yeah, like I, that. But don't quote me on it. It was a couple years ago, and he got blasted for it. Okay, like, well, really? <laughs> okay, yeah. Because well, you have I mean, a bigger yeah. point, right? <laughs> you have actors who are saying it's like I was really bummed when I saw Matthew McConaughey. I was like, really, dude? Like, come on, man. But they romanticize violence and guns in movies, which kids are going to watch and see, yet you're going to tell us to have more gun control and take away our guns. So wh- which side do you want? What are we doing? Uh, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Come on, dude. I think, and again, it's just one of those things where, like, it's something for people, like a lot of things. It's something for, for like, a, and when I say people, I just mean, like, a general consensus. Like, you're always going to have groups of people that, like, Hey, that sounds good. I'm hard. I'm in. Like, and I want everyone to know that I'm in. So, like, I'm a part of that group. Like, there's no question about it, right? So, whether you have any knowledge of that subject matter or not, and the example I'll use is that someone sent me a video the other day, and it was at like an anti-gun rally, and this guy was walking around with a with a board of, and it just had different guns up on the on the board. I saw this, <laughs> and some lady that was all decked out and like, you know, stop this. We need to, to appeal the Second Amendment, or uh, not, is it appeal? Not appeal. Um, change the Second Amendment. Repeal. Repeal. Thank you. And he was just like, yeah, you know, kind of leading her into this. When he goes, just real quick, 
on this board? Can you show me what an oh AR-15 is? And she pointed at a paintball gun. And it would look like a paintball gun, other than it not being, like, multicolored, like it was all black. Like So it looked like they all yeah. were the same color of weapons. But, like, you know, it just it was just a quick little snapshot of, like, how you might feel like, yeah, we got to end the AR. We got to get rid of AR-15. But if you can't even identify what one looks like, how credible are you as a <laughs> as a voting member of society? You know what I mean? Like, and I, I'm sure there's tons of examples of that. But I, I just, laughed so yeah. hard. It was funny. Yeah, he's all yeah. That's actually a paintball gun. Yeah, she's like oh oh, it's so well, funny. Then let's get rid of the AR-15s then. Yeah, you know. Well, the the county board of supervisors down in San Diego voted uh, to now be able to go after gun manufacturers. <laughs> See, legit just happened. Okay, I, think, I, I thought week. now maybe I'm wrong. Here. They just voted I've, on this. I've always thought that San Diego is more conservative, or no? Am I wrong here? No, San Diego is more conservative. You just have pockets like right? three. Well, supervisor wise, you have three of them that are just very deep pocketed, and then you know they kind of they make it appear as though there are more people that are like them. Truth of the matter is there are not. I mean, I feel like San Diego is one of the like last remotely conservative areas of I the state. The whole county. You it's know. awesome. Yeah. yeah. But uh, still, when you have a three to two vote, yeah, they voted to be able to hold gun manufacturers liable if something like that. Were okay. So, okay. Hear me out on this. So if I, if uh, I would love to know when I go take a written test and I fail, can I, hold the pencil manufacturer liable for me failing yes right is that okay i, I don't see where the why, why you couldn't or if Just you drink like and drive drink. and you're having like a jack and coke you're gonna go sue you know jack daniels for having that yeah i, I mean it's well, you know what? i feel like it, it'd be a good question crazy. for mr pelosi yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's back i didn't mean to do that he's it was back. the jack daniels <laughs> company that made my drink so strong <laughs> well i'm gonna drive my tesla and it's gonna wreck and be like well I mean, you know what I'm saying? You can. Yeah. You, how far are we going to take this? Is you know what? It just whatever is popular. That's it. Whatever I mean, is popular, and that's what it'll boil down to. Because you yeah. can you can make a solid argument. The counter to that, when it comes with any gun stuff, is that it's hard to it's hard to feel good about protecting gun rights when they use only mass casualty incidents as a reason to take it away. Well said. Hit that bell. So, yeah. So very true. So when you you know, and it's like. Obviously, no, dude, kids get, I mean, that the last incident that occurred, which mind you, there's been like four other ones, yeah. right? Not with the like AR style or high capacity round stuff, but with just with handguns, you know, people get that, those incidents occur a lot and it's terrible, right? Now, whether they're, whether it's, it's crime violence or mental instability or whatever the driving factor is for those things, it sucks. And like, and I agree that we need to do our best to help stop those problems. I just think the process of stopping those problems is I don't think is taking away the general like good I don't want to say good citizen I, I hate using that term. Just but like, you know, not someone who who is capable of and responsible enough to own a firearm. Mm. Which mind you, there's more firearms than there are people in the United States here. So for for a blanket statement of being like, hey, we need to take people's guns good away. Good luck. Good freaking luck, dude. Yeah, you know, and it's like again Right? Do people need the right to own a flamethrower? 
I don't I don't think so. Probably a little excessive. But a little excessive. Or a grenade launcher or something which doesn't qualify as right. the same thing as Bazooka. like a firearm like that. Right. But but what I'm getting at, it's like the you discredit the massive majority of people who are responsible in day to day life that do own firearms. Like I have a couple guns. I'm you know, I had to do all the, the registration portions. Uh, you know, and I, I used to it doesn't matter. We won't get into the backstory of this, but you know, very responsible with gun ownership and training and understanding how to use firearms responsibly. And in all honesty, you know, like I would hope there'd be more people at a. And I'm not an expert in the gun stuff at all, but enough to where, like, hey, if shit goes down, I know how to protect myself and my family. You know, and I feel like that should be pushed as a as a popular thing. You know, because these instances, at least they'll like. <laughs> I mean, look, look at the areas that have open carry, right? That's to me, that's still kind of crazy. Like if you go into Arizona and you walk into a convenience store and everyone's got a side piece on and you're like, wow, that's nuts. Everyone's got a gun. You know what's not going to happen there? Someone walking yeah, in to try exactly. to shoot somebody or steal something when you have like five people in there that are buying a big gulp. They're like, hey, shit, uh, this isn't happening on my watch today, buddy. Accurate. You know, yeah. accurate. You know, and it's and again, I'm not saying that that's what we need to be, but that feeling of that there's just a little bit more security, you know, from the general public that mm-hmm. aren't going to allow that to happen. Then, you know, I mean, just just flip on your Instagram. I mean, how many how many break in? Well, I tend to follow a lot of those stuff too. So maybe <laughs> I have a little bit different of a view, you know. But it's like, how many people just walk in? people feel comfortable going in and robbing somebody or shooting that person, right? If we had a little bit more societal, like we're going to keep each other safe, you know, and that's the general vibe, I think we'd be better off overall. You know, you're never going to get rid of all the crazy people. And when I say crazy people, I mean crazy people, right? you know, that for whatever that reason is, they're deciding to make a crazy move for that day, you know, and more specifically to the shooter, you know, that, that occurred. I don't want to get into the backstory, whatever it was. He felt that that was that's why he was going to do that, and I tell you what, and I'm, <laughs> I wish teachers would be armed. I wish we'd have more security in that, and I don't mean that as a like, hey, we should be worried, you know, more. I, I want to feel like when my kid goes to school that there's an ample amount of people there that can protect them, right? And I don't know, and I don't know what it's going to take to get to that point, but it sure seems like we're tracking in the other direction. And I mean, and just our neighbors to the north got rid of the ability to buy, sell, or anything with handguns. You know, it's like we don't, we're not surrounded by, you know, we have to be the model, right? We have to be the model of how we're going to set our society up to protect our kids and our families. And because everywhere around in the world, everyone's, that seems like the first thing to go is like, oh, we got to repeal gun law. And I think that's by design. That's yeah. all done by, I mean... I mean, you know it's by design. <laughs> we all know yeah, that's by design. I, agree with you. I, I just, mean, we know, but yeah. I mean, all the people that are just like trying to just do their normal business every day are just the ones that have them, you know, their CNN and all those other things on. So it's like, if you shut every TV off and every radio station off and everything, and you just minded your business, like, you know, before cell phones and internet, you would have, in order to talk to somebody across the country, you'd have to like flip open a damn book. You know what I mean? You couldn't go on to social media and leave comments to like millions of people across the country. It's like you you see how like we've evolved into that type of stuff. And that's why everybody's like everyone wants to know which train they're like hopping on. Because I mean, most people that are responsible gun owners are not going to be the ones that you see in the news with all these stories. But it's like all that that takes all that attention. And you have some people that are just like, oh, but oh, my gosh, I want like my little Susie and Johnny to be safe. And and I agree with you to some extent on having teachers armed on this other side of that, I'm also 
afraid of that because there are some teachers that are like are you kidding like some people that are there's some wackadoo teachers you might be a little uh, on some you have some wackadoo teachers and then you have teachers that are like i've never touched a gun in my life like what do you mean i need to be armed because i would would then be afraid like they're gonna shootings are not just like what you see in the movies where they're all like this is how it goes i mean it's mass hysteria i would hate to see like a teacher be armed that is not prepared to what they're doing and they end up just like you know, hurting somebody that didn't need to right. get hurt in the process. Yeah. And again, like when I say that, like, and I, I know what you I, mean I don't by that. Mean but... Like, yeah, it's mandatory for every teacher because, yeah. hey, look, if you're not comfortable, I would, I would not want you to have a firearm because of exactly what you just said, yeah. right? Where maybe you're causing more damage than help. I'm just saying from the standpoint of if you were, if you were somebody who is who, whatever the reason is, decided to make a, a crazy decision like that individual did if there was just a little bit of hesitation in your head just a smidge mm-hmm. i mean look because when you when you check out and you're gonna do some gnarly shit you're gonna do it right yeah. but i think it's a little bit of that like if you go hey you know what instead of running into the school where there's a bunch of kids because i know there's people that are fire have firearms in there maybe that person and i'm not encouraging this obviously but i maybe i'm gonna go to the grocery store instead Maybe I'm going to go to a different venue because I know that when I step into that campus, there are people that can take me down. Because when you're in that crazy, look, at the end of the, and I I just feel people tend to go to those because they're soft targets. They know that there's not a lot of protection. They know that there's there's a lot of children. There's not a lot of people that are going to be in like, look, even a campus security, you have one guy. And they're you know, usually this guy, not even brave. Well, you know, and, and look, <laughs> and unfortunately, that's what it seems like, yeah. you know, but if, like I said, if it goes down to the point where it's like you just install a little bit of hesitation because you empower society to be able to defend themselves appropriately. Now, that may cause a list of other issues as well, right? It's like the bullying thing a little bit. It's like, well, you have a little pea shooter on there and look at this desert eagle mm-hmm. out on my side, buddy, right? You know, like, but... Again, there has to be some construct to that to be able to install these kind of these, I want to say, hesitations from, hey, look, if you're going to make a crazy decision and this is how you're going to go out, maybe I'll pick a different subject other than or a spot other than a school. You know, that's all I'm getting at, you know, and I mean, they should it's a different type anyway, of evil but... when you see someone go after kids. Yeah, there's a deep, deep right? problem that's that's going on there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Now, you were married to law enforcement. Uh, yes personnel yes sounds like he's an amazing man he is how is that for the yeah shout out my dude we, we appreciate you here bro <laughs> um being as how society is nowadays and people are so against law enforcement I mean, how is that for you being a wife of someone who's in law enforcement and seeing that happening uh I'm sure it's gotta be tough right now it's it's tougher now than it was you know when we were first married mm. i just feel like you know, it, it's funny because you remember like the, uh, what were they doing? The uh, lip sync challenge and all these like different police agencies were doing the, the lip sync challenge. And there was this one in particular and they're like, oh my God, this guy is so hot. And then you see all these, these comments about like, you know, just glorifying law enforcement. Mm-hmm. But then you have something like, uh, you know, so certain I don't want to say famous, but those certain circumstances where then they, they instantly get put on this pedestal of like all cops are bad. Yep. And then you have politicians that are like, let's defund the police. And then you have this last shooting of, okay, they didn't do anything. Let's take him away. But then only police should have, there's so much like back and forth. It's quite annoying, but I think, um, having been, we're almost, we're almost done. Oh, 
Like he's he can. We're we're on the stretch. We're on the home stretch. Good for him. But um, it's it's really difficult because what what's sad is like back, especially when COVID hit. You know, people would get arrested. You couldn't even take him to jail. Oh. Jeez. You wouldn't even be able to take so if you're a drunk driver or whatever. I mean, I'm not sure about all law enforcement agencies, but um, you know, crime went up because you couldn't. They weren't keeping anybody in the jails, so you'd have a lot of people that knew that people that even from speeding or just minor infractions, little you know misdemeanors or whatever, and they would know that they can get away with those things. So it's almost impossible to have. I guess you could say even backup sometimes because people are quitting left and right that or going to another state. So frustrating. Yeah. I mean, golly, you, you, you're not empowered to do your job. They're not empowered. You know, to do their and job. we need law enforcement. Yeah. I don't give a crap what anybody says about defunding the police. You need to have law and order. There's a reason why there's laws, there's rules, and you need to follow them. It keeps the peace, it keeps people safe. And I think when people say, oh, we need to defund the police and all that, they have no idea what they're talking about because yeah. they will need help one day. And when they call 911 and the dispatcher just says, hey, we're going to send you a hope and a prayer. Good luck. Right. Well, where's the police? Well, you defunded them. Yeah. That's what you wanted. That's like showing up on a fire engine to a fire and there's no, we have no water. Put it out. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Do this it yourself. Work. You have a hose? Yeah, like, this is not going to work, guys. Yeah. So it's a, I, I, it just, that issue makes me, it, it really bothers me a lot. And yeah. it's almost like it's because people don't want to be held accountable. And that's the main problem oh, I see with our word. society nowadays. Accountability. Is nobody wants to have any accountability. And everybody wants something for free. On all fronts. Yes. It's accountability. like that's not how it works in a society at all. You have yeah. to be held accountable. You need to work for what you want. And if you mess up, you, you're going to get in trouble. We've all messed up. You know, I'm not saying we broke laws and went to jail for, you know, for years. But when you mess up you know, and you've done something wrong, you know, you, our lives are based off choices. You make good choices, you'll reap the benefits. You make bad choices. You have a lot of consequences. You will reap the consequences. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That just is what it is, but yeah. also that's how people learn. And now what you're seeing is law enforcement doesn't have any backup, no support from politicians or the city per- people, and they're just being bashed all the time. And like you said, you know, there's always going to be bad apples in any job. I'm sure there's bad cops, there's bad teachers, mm-hmm. bad firefighters, there's bad plumbers, there's ba- bad all that stuff. But you need to support the police. You have to. I mean, these, these people, I can't imagine having to pull somebody over with all these things going through my head, having to make sure you're, you're treating them correctly. You know you're being filmed, but you don't know whether they have a gun or not. I mean, it could, it, that's got to be so stressful. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and these guys and these, guys and these females willingly do it every day, and yet they're still getting crapped on in the news. So kudos to your husband. Every I, day. I'm just happy he is like yeah. on the downside and hopefully re- retire soon, but... I can't imagine, at least for him, how that feels, especially with the years that he's put in. Yeah, um, We feel it in the fire service sometimes when our politicians or department doesn't back you. It's, it sucks. You're like, why am I here? Well, even the type of law enforcement that are coming, that are incoming, um, I don't know if that's within you know the fire departments as well, but you have a lot of the incoming um, police officers that are now being taught the new way of law enforcement. You know, mm. it's like, let's try and talk this down. Let's try and do this. It's You have different ways of enforcing the law and it's, you know, you can't bring in a social worker into a situation where you have somebody that's completely combative that's and, and like, that's you just insanity. can't, you can't do that. You just can't, uh, trying to reinvent law enforcement. I understand there's a lot of training that they have to continue to go through, but when you're trying to reinvent that and trying to, you know, let's say 
like enable some of these people and how they act. That's just not, you're not good. Law enforcement's just not going to be the same. And that's why you see the recruitment is so low. It's, I mean, I think my husband's office is probably, I couldn't be completely accurate, but maybe they're probably short at least 25%, if not more. That's, that's a huge, a, a huge lack of police presence. Just even in patrol. I mean, just in patrol, yeah. but just imagine, I know that's the city of San Diego in particular. I mean, they're losing people every week. Oh, yeah. Every day. I think about this and how the news reports on it and our government doesn't support our police, right? The criminals are watching that. Yeah. They're watching. And that's why crime is continually rising, especially in California. Okay. It's rising and rising and rising. And it's like, they're, it's almost as if they want to give all the power to the criminals and take it away from the citizen and the police officer. Mm-hmm. It's what? crazy. It doesn't, the, the big thing with that is that it doesn't sell. And that's the hard part is that like if you turned on the news and you saw, hey, today a local police officer stops, you know, uh, kidnapping or a, um, an armed robbery suspect is detained and they, they saved the shop and the store owner. And you know what I mean? Like those, and let me be real, those stories do pop up. They just don't have traction. It's like, oh, nice. Someone's yeah. doing their job. Okay, yeah. cool. It'd be the same thing as like a fire, like a, today a fire, you know, fire department puts out a house fire and saves a family. They're like, good. That's what they're supposed to do. Right? Yeah. You know, it doesn't have that like, um, it doesn't have the push to get things like to turn into something. Right? So, but when you have a, you know, I mean, look what happened with the George Floyd case, right? You had an individual made a, like as far as police work goes, did something out of a scope. You had an individual who passed away from it. And then it's like, that forms into all cops are terrible. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And that then, but, but it didn't, it wasn't because it was a quick story. It was because that's all you heard for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I am not defending that, that Eric Chauvin guy in any way, shape or form. Honestly, he seems kind of like a piece of shit to me. So like the accountability factor Good, dude. You get what's coming to you, right? You know, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that George Floyd was a great person either, but I'm just saying that you have to, at some point, the accountability part, that is what needs to be the most upfront when it comes to public service, right? You are accountable, right? So if you have a shitty cop or a shitty whoever that makes a bad decision and directly impacts and it's illegal and everything, then that person gets held accountable to it. And I know the history with cops and that there's been a lot of bad stuff that has happened, you know, for probably as long as cops have been around. I get it. And that, like Tim said, that, that's every position, Right, every job out there, there's shitty individuals. But why is it only highlighted in police? And why is the answer we should defund them? It's not. If anything, I mean, like, well, one, maybe pay them more, yeah. so you can incentivize a larger group of people to have interest, right? Mm-hmm. Because now it's a financial asset where you're like, damn, that's a great job. And then when you get the, you know, you get the popularity of it, now you pick the best of the best that you can. And you make sure that your training is so extensive that you limit that liability moving forward, right? So what does that mean, right? So, okay, yeah, they do a ton of training, and we still have problems, right? So what's the answer to that? More training. You know, it's like, look, if, you're, if, if, uh, if detainment and the point of when you're arresting somebody, like using the George Floyd incident, right? This guy sat on this guy's upper back neck area. X, Y, and Z are reasons why he died. But either way, that was terrible form and should be held accountable, which he's in jail. Good, right? But what do we do? I was like, well, maybe, 
you know, you got to do two hours of jujitsu every week. Maybe you got to do, you know what I mean? Some, and I, I use that just, you know, popular fighting style, but you know, when it comes to grappling, things like that, maybe to have a better understanding as the individual, if you're going to detain somebody to be able, I can hold them in this position where they're safe. I'm good. And if anything goes wrong, I'll break their arm. Right. So, you know, it's like that kind of stance I think is what needed to be pushed, not, Hey, the best way we can handle this is getting rid of police officers. You know, and then, like you said, what does that do? It just incentivizes the wrong people to feel empowered to do bad shit. Well, yeah. and you saw what happened right after that, too, is like all these people were pro peacefully protesting, which was never peaceful. But you'd have all these riots and the law enforcement was told, don't touch these people. Just let them burn all these buildings. Just it's OK. Let them burn the building and down in San Diego it was three weeks. They were all working no days off. Um, one of the neighboring small cities, they burned down two banks. They threw things in buildings, caught it on fire, and they were just told, don't. Just stand there. But it, it but, was an expression. <laughs> yeah. Just stand there. But I, Rachel, Rachel, if you and I, you or I cheat on our taxes, we'll go to jail for 20 it, it's, years. You know, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what, what is this world we're living in? It's, I, I feel like it's kind of like this game of, of like unfair game of um, red light, green light versus like, leaving the Truman Show. I don't know if that even makes any sense no, that at makes, all. That's actually really good. But you take wow. the Truman Show and a, and a game of red light, green light, and the green light is very indicative on what the country is trying to do is just destroy it from the inside core, like, out. And, like, the red light is fire and the nurses and the teachers and the law enforcement. Like, that's a slow game of red light, green light for them. And, like, you're never here. Like, they're, like, way in the back. Right. But the green light's for everybody else that's not law-abiding, um, thinks everyone should have a pronoun, everyone's bad if you don't speak up on injustice and equity. And, like, those words I just can't stand. I can't stand, like, injustice and equity because they're so overused. Like, do you really know the meaning of equity? Do you really know the meaning of injustice? Because it's been happening so much, but it's kind of the injustices to certain people and the people that are actually contributing to society are the ones that are being slapped on the, you know, slapped the most. So, and... and, Oh, sorry. No, it's... Do you want me to continue? Yeah, please. <laughs> and it's like the Truman Show. It's like, you know, you. It's. I don't think people understand. Like, we are being watched. Like, all our actions are being watched. And you're Everything. all, every little thing. Yes. You know, and it's like you're, it's like the the girl that's trying to tell him and, you know, what's going on and, yep. you know, their take. It's just, you got to exit the system. I have a friend who, I can't, I'm not going to say his name on here. Um, he works in the, we'll just say securities type businesses. And he showed me real quick click a button to access someone's phone, computer, patch it. I mean, everything. It's instantly like that. And he's not even high up wow. <laughs> in government or anything. I was like, dude, what? He's like, yeah, your phone doesn't have to be on. Look. Yep. I was like, what the heck? You can hear everything. Do you have like, because I even have on my, my MacBook, even when it's not, I put a little thing right on top I of it. I tell it to everyone. Yeah, and the camera said, even if you don't camera. have it on, I always just, nope, put it. Make it's sure. a piece of tape. I saw a very. If you're in the bathroom and you're taking a shower, make sure you cover, turn your phone and cover. Yeah, yeah. I saw a very inappropriate um, twenty second. I don't even call it meme, but it's like <laughs> I'm not gonna go too extensive here. But it's like the government's getting sick of seeing me because this is what I'm doing. You see them like <laughs> the computers on his chest. Oh it's like, <laughs> 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 it's like people oh are crazy. My goodness. Yeah, but but that. But that <laughs> You just see the FBI guy like, ah, God. That guy again. Yeah, like, geez. But that, but that's the, that is the way things are morphing into, right? And like, 
without going to conspiracy theory. Uh, like, I can go there though. By I, the way. I know you. you, you <laughs> She said a couple things I where I'm like, you go. need to come back and we'll just do a conspiracy podcast. I can podcast go. I can I feel go like completely totally on that. But I, I think that that's the push because we're going to model the like social credit system. And I think that that's, oh, yeah. that's where... That's coming. That is coming. That is coming. And I know it's already here. Well, they're doing it in, in parts already. in China, yeah. right? Where like, yeah. you know, so if anyone listening doesn't understand that, meaning like by the way you live your life, you get a credit score, almost like, you know, like for a credit card, your actual credit yeah. score. But now this is based off of social interaction, right? So like if you are good, if you're a good person, you get this many credits for the day. And then now you can apply those credits to buy... Oh. Damn it, I touched it. There it is. To buy like food or to be able to qualify for, you know, yeah. whatever purchases or going out or things, you know, and I mean, but... The part that's a problem with that is that that could be, I mean, that leads down the, I mean, this is like Orwellian theory now, right? Because now it's like, okay, you better be a good person or you can't go out this weekend, you know? But who's telling you that? Or, it's or not we'll, your family. Yeah. It's the government. Or we'll lock your account. Yeah. You know? Or we'll shut you down. Yeah. I, you know? And it's like, yeah, sorry. I shit just drives me crazy. And the more and more I used to think that that was kind of a silly inject and that it was like a little bit, okay, that's pretty far-fetched. But now it's happening. Oh, and yeah, that's going to happen. I think, I think like with everything with, uh, being, having access to stuff, it's like the chicken farm in Minnesota oh. and all these cows. I mean, it's, it's the hot and it's hot that. in a lot of other States besides Kansas. You guys, okay. Rachel, Rachel, can we talk about that? Can we just talk about it real quick? Yeah, yeah. Cause we're about to run out of time, but Rachel, I saw that last night and I, it, I was like, okay, we have something going on here. What was it? Over 80, right? A cattle farm, 85 food processing businesses slash distribution like factory type we're talking like large scale not large like you know scale. a couple of farmers i'm talking big industry stuff 85 in the past is it seven months mm. fires just you know and okay figure if you don't know a farmer make sure you become friends with one really soon. what are the odds what are the <laughs> odds that, oh, and you when you see it on the map of the united states it goes from the west coast all the way to the east yeah. coast so you're telling me over the last seven months that somehow all of these freaking farms just caught fire or the heat wave came. A heat wave came from California all the way to freaking New York and wiped out all these cattle. Come on. It's like, the inside core. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, okay, how do I bridge this? Uh, having been involved in the fire service for 15 years now, mm. you're pretty up on new types of potential threats or fire issues and things like that. Not once, not one training segment, anything I've read, you know, and like nothing about, hey, you got to be careful for those food processor fires. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, they have all these different things here that are potential fire threats. Not one train, nothing. Yeah. Right? And that would be something that every department in the United States would be hip to and keen in on and That's prepared true. and trained That's and got point. ready and all the all the the fire prevention preparation the the money and time and everything that goes into all these especially big facilities they got to go through a ton of yes. stuff to make yeah. sure they're operating by Cal OSHA and everything and now it's like 85 places burnt down in the last couple months that sounds crazy to say out loud but it's happening right yeah. you know and then why why is that you know, and why those places? Why not like car manufacturers or, you know, it's it's just, I don't know. It, 
Yeah, anyway, I have my rules. Well, I mean, the car manufacturers, you just take away the chips and then promote electric vehicles and, you know, I, 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 I can so tell, we, we do need to do like a conspiracy. I, I can go off that. Like, hey, Do you know that every- 90% of the electricity is made from burning coal? I didn't know that. Fun fact. So everyone who yeah. and I know you have a Tesla because it's a badass car. And I like. And I like. Hey, you're gonna make no, me look bad. No, 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 no. I like electric. <laughs> so when I say this, I like electric cars. I yeah. think the idea and the the that they're cool and the technology, everything. I think it's badass. But when you hear people, because there was some either she was a senator or congresswoman or whatever, she was plugging her new yes. Chevy Volt, yeah. and she was like, "This is the this is the future. Everyone <laughs> needs one." Da da da. Not to mention, they're like they're expensive. They're very expensive. But, but someone was like, "Hey, where'd you plug your car in?" And she was like, "Oh, oh well, I have a gosh. plug-in on the view. It's eco-friendly and generates no this." And then he then the next segment <laughs> is they went to whoever the main. Um, it wasn't. SoCal Edison, but it was another uh, electricity uh, company, right? Company, right? Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, where, like, where do you get the power to produce the electricity?" He's like, "Oh, it's like ninety five percent coal." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I'm like, but that, but that right there, there's the bridge. Yep, that's you, why it doesn't work. Like, you can't like for California, right? We have a couple more years before we're supposed to be all re- electric with everything. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. Totally impossible. Yeah, but you guys think the middle class and lower class are getting crushed here." Yeah. How are you? How is the middle class and the lower class going to be able to afford a brand new electric vehicle? My Tesla was crazy expensive. It's hard. I mean, it's hard, right? I mean, yeah. not everyone's going to be able to have the means to do that. So, you, what we're doing in California, you have the haves and have-nots. Middle class being decimated. Yet you're going to tell them by 2035 they have to have an electric vehicle. Nope. Get out of here, dude! It's not going to work. Like I don't understand how people don't see that. And then How by 2035, the there will be no electricity. Just, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're like, hey, guys, what do can we do re- I mean, to supplement electricity? They're do like, you remember yes. the big outage from Arizona to California a couple oh, yeah. years ago? I mean, yeah. just I tell people, do you guys remember that? Like, everybody was freaking out. I was at a Costco, and everyone was like, oh, my God, what happened? We, we need if, to get our frozen stuff. If like, everybody in California – okay, let's just say this right now. If everybody in SoCal had an electric vehicle, we, we, we all – it wouldn't work. There's not a no, charging station. There's, there's not enough power. Yeah. It would not work. How, tell them how, that. Are they, how are they tell not that. bringing that part up? All right, so in 15 years, we're going to have government-issued smart cars. And I don't know if you remember what the smart cars look like, but they're smaller than this table that we're sitting <laughs> at right now. Yeah, they're called coffins. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then we're all just going to eat canned food. That's dude, what are they going to turn into? What, is it Venezuela? Or, or, uh, that's one of them. I mean, dude, I'm trying to think of who it was, but it's like, that's a common country, correct? What's that? It's a communist-run country. A commun- communist-run country? Right. Venezuela? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, they're not communist. They're, com- they're just uh, socialist. Socialist. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was, where I was going for. Thank you. It doesn't work. Look how poor the people are. Look what's happening over there. It's- Everyone's fighting to leave that place to come here. Yeah. And yet you want to do that? It doesn't work. And it's one of It the- does not work. It's one of the most like nutrient-dense comp- countries when I say nutrient, meaning like a natural resource, you know, because yeah. they have huge oil reserves and everything from Venezuela in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, yeah. But and what's crazy is that they were not a socialist country. Like up in, I don't know if it was like 10, 15 years ago, they made the switch. 
And then when they made the switch, everything went downhill, bankrupt. That's it. You know, the the, the coup and everything went down over there. It's crazy. Well, I love when people, I'm sure you've seen it, Rachel, when people like, we hate capitalism. We need social mm-hmm. media. All this. Like, as you drink your Starbucks with your $2,000 yes. freaking yep. Apple Mac computer. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm really sure. That's why I don't go to, I try to stay away from anything corporate. I, know. I go to farmers markets every weekend. I make friends with farmers. I shop like everything. I, well, besides some of the clothes, like skincare, yeah. everything is all small. I business. get my coffee from the Crooked Duck. It's a um, which you guys had this morning, hazelnut coffee. Uh-huh. Um, it's Delicious. just a little mom and pop uh, yeah. breakfast place, and they they make their own uh, coffee, coffee beans, and all that. I always get it from them. Well, I think people and people forget that the whole stimulation of our economy is a hundred percent small business. That's you why they're trying to every, decimate us. If you put all of it together, I mean, that is what drives our economy 100%. Yeah. But then yeah. you just have this takeover of constant takeover of corporate going into the farms, obviously. Um, it's just, uh, I, yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Joe Biden said the other week that this is the strongest economy that we've ever had. <laughs> so we're good. No. Gas prices aren't that bad. <laughs> no. Yeah. They've only been going up for, you know, since you've been in office. Oh, dude. Well, so, it's insane. I, so I you're went, going like uh, every couple of days, so it doesn't seem that bad. It's like I have a half. I'm just used up a quarter tank. Okay, I'll go like tomorrow. Oh, it's crazy. I, I my uh, I'm sure I took my RV camping and surfing up north, and the diesel up in Morro Bay was seven oh nine. Wow, seven oh nine. Yeah, I spent a lot of money on fuel. I have a 25 gallon tank, which usually typically wow. isn't that bad. Yeah, it was bad. It was uh, bad, mom. Uh, it was dude, bad, Rachel. I was going to say, every time I fill up, it's 140 bucks. It's and then bad. It's like my, my wife's vehicle, my vehicle, 140. I mean, dude, it's an extra, it's almost like an additional car payment. That's what I was going to say. It's You're paying hundreds of dollars just to, to get to work. And What's wish, that doing to the middle and lower class? Now it's going to cost them more money to go to work. And they're trying to push a lot of public transportation, too, because that also just regenerates back into their pockets. Right. So, right. And our public transportation so up here is terrible. You don't want to, you want to go to work if you take what we give you. Yeah. <sighs> God, you don't want to touch public transportation. Well, Rachel, um, we hit that point in our podcast. All right. We have a few questions for you. Okay. Oh. I think we <clears throat> Yes. Yeah, we're finally back at this. Let's go. So how we do this okay. is, this is called Answer the Internet. Jordan asks a question. You go first, and then we all answer. Okay. It's all nothing right. crazy. It's is nothing it like crazy. fire it's just... round? Like I got to be quick with the answer? No. Or... If you want to be. Yeah, okay. All right, so let's do a little warm-up one. Okay. Let's start with this. Who's your favorite podcast host of Let's Go Podcast? Oh, my God. <laughs> just, say, just say Tim. Really? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm wow. totally kidding. Don't answer, no. We're, everyone's equal here. We, you not have be invited back if I yeah. have, like, one answer. It's, it's okay. It's okay. All right, so... <laughs> all right, would, would, you, would you rather uh, oh get paid a million dollars a year, but you have to work crazy hours... Or get a hundred thousand dollars a year and do nothing. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm taking. I, I'm not about money, so I would say the hundred thousand dollars. Girl, that's what I'm talking anything. about. Nice. I like yeah. that. So a hundred thousand. Yep. Come on. And I'm I with probably you. I would you. spread the wealth and just help people out with that. Nice. Let's go. Dude. That's good. I would take yeah. the hundred thousand as well, but I would still work crazy hours because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to just hustling here. I'm hustler. There I'm you go. Make as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, definitely. Uh, not work. Well, I mean, I would work. But same. 
you know, I would take the hundred thousand. I'm I, grinding. Definitely. I ain't gonna stop grinding. Uh, no, but, but I wouldn't work that much. I'll dude. take the extra hundred. I wouldn't work that much. I would no. honestly move to the Philippine <laughs> Islands and and live in a hut, just surf, dude. There's some good surf out there. If I'm getting a hundred thousand, dude, I don't need to work again for the rest of my life. Yep. And then you good. might find a bride over there. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Double down on that. I just want someone to love me and take care of me. <laughs> <laughs> I make a hundred thousand a year yeah. doing nothing. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, next. Next question. Oh, this is interesting. Who is the worst group of fans? Oh, fans. Okay, are we talking sports or a team? I know. It I was just going. Big, but I'm going thinking, just like Raider, Dodger, Yankee fans. I'm a baseball girl, so I'm just gonna go with like those type of people, the okay. ones that are throwing beer bottles and getting kicked out of the stadium. Hmm, what do you think, Jordan? <laughs> well, if we're gonna take the sports approach. Uh, it might, my, my, see, that's, I shouldn't even say that because traditionally Raider fans are somewhat problematic at sports events. However, I have a lot of friends that are Raider fans that I don't think fit that category. Uh, I also am a avid bears fan and I hate the Packers and <laughs> I have a handful of buddies that are diehard Packer fans. So I don't include them in this, but I don't like that fan base, excluding those people that I just referred to. Uh, cause I feel like they're pompous and I don't like that, but I'm traditionally an underdog team like her, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's my answer. Dang. What about you, Sam? I would say Raider fans, but then, uh, uh some reason cowboy fans come to mind. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, bro. I mean, they're just, they're, they're emotional. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Fairweather fans, dude. I would The only thing I've ever experienced was Giants fans, like being oh, okay. in a city. They were a-holes. Mm. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to drink a beer here and like not worry about life for a couple hours. Yeah. New York, what, what are we doing here? Yep. Yeah. New York. Go to Angels-Yankees game. That's always pretty, pretty rowdy. Wild. Yeah, I do agree. Yankees fans could be a bit Yankees much, but they're just, they're, they're emotional, right? Yeah. I mean, that's it. They're like, I'm, they just don't like losing. Yep. Um, well, Rachel, um, thank oh. you. One more? One more? Oh, yeah. Here, we'll more. excuse me. Oh, sorry. Is that, uh, okay, if you can only watch one actor. I already know Tim's answer. If you can only watch one actor's movie for the rest of your life, who would it be? Our Lord and Savior, Nicholas Cage! <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, he's right uh, on the wall. I was just going to say, you can see right him right wall. here. Tim's a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> he's also married to an Asian person. I know. I see, he knows what's up. Yeah. He knows what's up. Is he? He is. He is. Yes. Yeah, I think Lou. What? No. no, no, no. No, he found some girl in Vegas, I believe. Yeah, I think right? she's Japanese, yeah, right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I think he's been married twice to Asian women. Um, probably, oh, probably Keanu Reeves. Like, I'm really into the whole. Um, why am I blanking on this right now? The whole John Wick. Like, I love the John Wick. They're amazing. Great, so, great movies. Yeah. That, that was gonna be, be it. that was gonna be my answer as well. I'm and if not, it would be the John. Uh, if not John Wick, I'm sorry. It would be the uh, the Born Identity, like the whole one. Oh, was God, it, Damon. Damon. So yeah, that was really good. I just like, yeah, I'm just a huge fan of Keanu Reeves. And I like that he plays the same character in every movie. Yeah. He's just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> John Wick, sick. Bodie, sick. <laughs> Bill and Ted, a little bit more loopy. Like, huh. <laughs> yeah. Drake, same, yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Utah. I think yeah. uh, Keanu Reeves and Christopher Walken's, they just play the same person every time. Oh, God. Yeah. And it, but it works. Walken, but it works. Too. Yeah, they sell yeah. it. I'm like, all right, cool. I, would, I don't do a good walk-in impersonation. <laughs> but, yeah, he's awesome. Um, yeah, my, you know, Nicolas Cage. God bless you, brother. My man. That's all Sam, I got to say. Sam, who's your, who's your uh, performer? Definitely or, Tom Cruise. Oh! oh. oh. 
Oh, I wanted to see what you guys would I say. I yeah. not ready for that yeah, one. Exactly. Okay. I was like, let's, let's go with Tom Cruise. Okay, Scientology. Yeah, right, right, Jeez, right. Dude. No, no, no. But for real, for real. Um, I, I, when you said Matt Damon, I was like, yeah, Matt, those Born Identity movies. Yeah. Like when you like Matt Damon, Liam Neeson type movies like yes. that. Yeah, I can watch Matt, those. The Matt, the the Born or the Born Identity, whatever they are, the Born movies. That yeah. was kind of like. Before John Wick, yeah, and John yes. Wick took it like to a yeah. darker, like cool. Hold my beer, vibe. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. nightclub vibe or whatever. The identity, yeah. supremacy, yeah. ultimatum. Okay, I see where you're coming. No wonder yeah. you married your husband. I Although see in all reality, like them badass dudes. Could you name a bad Tom Cruise movie? Mm. Like one where you watch where you're like, that sucked. Ooh. Vampire Diaries. You didn't. Oh, okay. Oh, you liked that? I mean, it was so right. I mean, it's I cool. Mean, it was a weird movie. Yeah, but it was just he played different. a good, like he was a good creepy vampire. Okay, person. Uh, yes, it wasn't bad. It was just I'm used to him more action. So when I watched it on TNT, you're just kind of like, I don't know. He's got the best running style in the game. <laughs> he chops his hands like no one in his business. Oh, yeah. His form is perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, go see that. By the way, oh, yeah. I haven't seen incredible. It yeah, the best movie I've seen in my entire life. What? I'm, yeah. I'm, hands I've down. heard so many good so things about. I'm not a I'm not a Tom Cruise fan, but dude, hands down, the best movie experience I have ever had. Okay, it's incredible. Wow, I'm in. Right Fourth of July camp. is coming up, so that would be a good time it. to take go your see husband. It. It take him. I haven't seen it yet either. It's good. It's really good. But Rachel, thank you so much thank for coming you. on the podcast. Um, please give our best wishes to your husband. Let him know we support him and thank him for everything he does for our I community. Will. Um, he's he's a good man, brave dude. We need more people like him. Yeah. But thank you for coming on here. Thanks for having me, guys. You're welcome. Yeah, and thanks for yeah. being Jordan's first guest back. He still seems a little awkward right now. What? You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, hello. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for Jordan. God. No, it was awesome. I mean, uh, we got to get to know you a little bit. I think yeah. we should definitely uh, do a. If like you guys do a conspiracy one, I we will. will be like, you know, no, people fun. don't know what like certain things are. Like I talk about harps and dumbs and people are go, what is a harp and what's a dumb? I'm like, oh, wow. Hey, we should do a quarterly, <laughs> quarterly conspiracy theory yeah. for a year. Hey. Oh, that dude. would be a really, quarterly. really good one. Awesome. Let's go. You oh, can man. actually wake up a lot of people with a, with conspiracy, honestly. So, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about this. All right. It'll be Red Pill Rachel. Yes, I like that. That would be a good one, a good episode. Yeah, let's do that. Well, let's go. Let's go on three. You ready? All right. One, two, three. Let's Let's go. go. Bye, everybody. And that's it. Thank you for listening in, everybody. We'd like to thank our sound engineer who makes this podcast happen and makes us sound very good, Stephen Clark. And to our first sponsor, Eight Nine Barbers. Look good, feel good, be great. Come get your haircut at two locations, Long Beach and in Orange, California. Your appointment can be booked at 89barbers.com. That is E-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-E-B-A-B, excuse me, B-A-R-B-R-E-R-S, 89barbers.com. Again, look good, feel good, be great. Check it out. It's my barber. He is the man. Thanks, everybody. Bye.